Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation by upvoting and commenting in the thread below. I'm here with Chris Gordy for his weekly now segment, um, talking about the Ole Miss LSU game this weekend. This game always brings out a specialness. Whenever Ole Miss is really good, this is a top five rivalry in college football. When Ole Miss isn't so good, it's not. But when Ole Miss is good, it can be pretty special. You're you're right, and and this is a rivalry that's it's been pretty one sided the last you know twenty years or so. LSU has has really owned a lot of these matchups, but uh, I think the thing that stands out to me, Stephen, is just like in recent years how much more high scoring it's been. You know, we were talking earlier uh, off air about the 2014 game, how epic that was, the 10 to seven win uh, in Death Valley. And, you know, LSU stymies the Ole Miss offense, but the Ole Miss defense with the Landshark defense was playing lights out. Um, you know, really since then, it's been the winner is scoring in the 30s, 40s or 50s. And so, yeah, it, this one kind of looks to be the same when we look at both these offenses. Uh, you know, Ole Miss's offense has been, electric obviously you know so dominant run heavy but really the pass coming along here a little bit more in recent weeks and then LSU Jaden Daniels having his best game as a Tiger uh, in the win over the Gators in the Swamp this past weekend so both high flying offenses and yeah I would expect this one Steven is not going to be a 10 to 7 type game this weekend yeah if you look at it Ross Dellinger said that's the loudest college football stadium he was ever in in 2014 and that was also the last time that Ole Miss was 7-0 and and they were going down to Tiger Stadium. And Les Miles had that famous quote, it's like Death Valley where dreams go to die. This yeah. game is pretty special. And LSU has kind of been the nemesis of Ole Miss when Ole Miss is really good. If you look back to the late 50s and early 60s during um, Ole Miss's banner run, they were like 1-4 during that span against LSU. And so Paul Dietzel had Johnny Vault's number. Will Brian Kelly be the same thing to Lane Kiffin? Uh, it will be interesting to see. Um, you know, I think Lane, obviously, they, they, they put up a good fight last year and, and, you know, felt like LSU wasn't even competitive in that one and made a quarterback change. Um, you know, the year before, it was that pouring down rain game where Kayshawn Boutte had his breakout game. Where everybody's going, wait, who is this guy? Got like 200 mm-hmm. yards receiving and, you know, just went off. And, and LSU won a crazy shootout, 53 to 48. Um, going to be curious to see how Brian Kelly's style meshes with Lane's because, you know, they've they've played each other before when Lane was at USC and Kelly was at Notre Dame. And so they're, they're familiar with one another. But uh, really curious to see how this one plays out. Um you know, I was, I was surprised just looking through the numbers that it's been since 2008, since since Ole Miss won in Baton Rouge. It feels like you know they, they've they've been way more competitive, but LSU always finds a way to win. And you're right, that quote from Les Miles still stands in the annals of times where you know Death Valley, where opponents' dreams go to die. Uh, the Rebel fans will be hoping their dreams don't go to die in Baton Rouge this Saturday because so much on the line, man, an undefeated season, and you just keep looking at the schedule going, if we can get to that Alabama game undefeated, who knows? Maybe we have another get-your-popcorn-ready uh, you know, precursor to a game. Yeah, it's the dangest thing, and not to look ahead or anything like that, but if Ole Miss can get to Alabama and win that game, they can quench, quench the West that night, the way it's set up. Uh, to where there'd be two games left and it would already be done. So, 
you got to get through these tough two games. And I've told people all the time that Ole Miss and Tiger Stadium and Ole Miss and College Station is about survival. Just win the game. I don't care if it's by one point, 40 points, or whatever. Just try to go down there and win that game. Because the way Ole Miss's schedule sets up, it's crazy. You've got this massive game against LSU. Then you have what is a, the ultimate trap game, especially if Ole Miss beats LSU in College Station. Because with Alabama after that, everybody's going to be talking about that Alabama game. Then you, after that, you go up to Vietnam. You're up in Fayetteville. And five days later, you have the Egg Bowl. So it's like nothing but trap games here um, surrounded by big games. It, it's the most bizarre schedule I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I've been describing it. I mean, this is the meat of the schedule. And, uh, you know, for those who, who didn't see it this week, I had A.J. Finley on the starting uh, safety for, for the Ole Miss Rebels. And even he said, you know, that the guys recognize more words than one that, yeah, the schedule was a little bit lighter on the front end. They kind of knew that. But you still had to go there out there and take care of business. And they did. And so now the, the real meat on the bone. And, you know, you got to simplify it it sounds like coach speak but you do have to take it one game at a time you can't look ahead because that's when you get caught you know napping but take care of business each one of these next couple of weeks and Ole Miss is going to find themselves you know maybe where they didn't think they would be you know I talked to a lot of people this offseason that thought they were going to take a major step maybe not major but take a step back from the season Matt Corral gave them last year 10 and 2 and you know they were saying you know some people were saying if the cards fall right maybe 10 and 2 is doable this year but, you know, I don't know a lot of people. And if you looked at the schedule, it, it looked doable. But I don't know a lot of people who were saying, yeah, Ole Miss is going to be undefeated at this point in the season. You would have thought maybe there was a slip up, the Kentucky game, or, you know, maybe we didn't know how bad Auburn was going to be. But, you know, you thought maybe they'd have a loss on the schedule by now. And so the fact they're sitting here undefeated um, is what happens with all fan bases. I think the Ole Miss fans who were a little pessimistic now come around and go extremely optimistic and start to go, we can run the table. We can go undefeated. So, you know, it's just kind of how the ebbs and flows of a season go. But, yeah, like I said, uh, you know, even at this point, if you told me they finished 10-2, I would say it's an outstanding season. But I think where Ole Miss fans are right now looking at things, you would say that's maybe a little bit disappointing because of where you sit right now. Yeah, should be interesting. So what storylines are you looking for in this game Saturday? Man, uh, the the big thing this past week, I was surprised Ole Miss's defense was as leaky as they were, uh, particularly in that second and third quarter against Auburn. Uh, granted, you know, Auburn is in a desperate spot, but Tank Bixby had his best game since week one against Mercer, and he was really just finding some running lanes. And, and Ole Miss just had poor tackling. And that was something A.J. Finley said, was they just, they're, they're, uh, the run fits and things that they were showing, it, they just they didn't tackle well. And they did a better job in the fourth quarter and, and cleaned things up uh, and put Auburn away. But the way LSU's offense just exploded down the swamp in a hostile environment against the Gators, and we know Florida's not very good and they're going through a transitional phase, but to still, that's a hostile environment that Jaden Daniels got his groove back and put up a ton of yard. you know, the, the, the dual threat. We saw him throw for three, three touchdowns, uh, run for three touchdowns, but it was that passing game. That 350 yards as a passer, um, you know, that that's a danger territory. If I'm Ole Miss's defense, I'm looking at that and wondering, man, you know, how do, how do we slow down Jaden Daniels, one, through the air, but two, with his running ability? And in turn, because they were the play calling was so dynamic. They got Josh Williams going who had over hundred yards rushing. John Emery had some nice runs. So the run game was aided by Jaden Daniels play on the flip side. 
I thought LSU's defense had some leaky plays. They let Anthony Richardson break off. I think it was an 81-yard touchdown run. They had, uh, you know, he had a couple big plays on that first drive. They hit a big passing play for a touchdown in the opening drive. So, uh, to me, Stephen, the the you know, we could talk about Ole Miss's run game and all this, but to me, it's whose defense is up to the task. Who's going to get the force those turnovers, get the sacks, force some three and outs, force some mistakes? Because I thought uh, this past week, I you know, both defenses had their moments where they look leaky. But from an offensive standpoint, it's hard to say Ole Miss and LSU aren't playing their best offense of the season right now. It's crazy. Yeah, if you look at it, like if Ole Miss does what it wants to do in Tiger Stadium, that is get Quinshawn Judkins and Zach Evans and Jackson Dart, his legs going. If that happens, I don't think LSU has much of a chance in that game. Real similar to Auburn. Defense played about as bad as they can play. Auburn had no chance in that game because they gave up 448 yards on the ground. So I think LSU in this game is going to come up and just try and take away the run game as much as they can, which means the key to this game, in my opinion, will be Jackson Dart versus LSU secondary. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I was just looking at the stats. Ole Miss and LSU are identical at rushing yards uh, given up per game. They are right at one. Uh, Ole Miss is at 144 a game. LSU's at 145 a game. They are right. There. Their run defenses are equal equally good as as good or equally as bad however you want to look at it but they're both giving up 145 on on the ground basically what can LSU do and and you're right I mean I think you're going to see more of their linebackers come up and play in the box Micah Baskerville I think is going to come up and play a lot uh uh, Perkins their their freshman linebacker has been having an outstanding season I think he's going to play a big factor in this game uh Greg Penn as well so you're going to see a lot of guys in the box and could Jackson Dart take advantage of that? I think LSU's secondary has kind of been a mixed bag so far this year. That they've been okay. Um, they're they nowhere near as talented as they were once were with Derek Stingley Jr. and Eli Ricks and those guys back there in the secondary. But to me, that's going to be the biggest challenge for for Ole Miss is if LSU's coming up and they're slowing down the run. I don't think they'll stop the run because I don't think anybody's stopping Quinchon Judkins and Zach Evans. But if they're slowing them down and limiting them to three, four yards of carry, uh, can other guys step up, you know, in, in that passing game? And can Jackson Dart make the throws, uh, you know, that matter? And he did a fantastic job two weeks ago against Vanderbilt, but it was Vanderbilt. That's a little bit of a different animal than LSU. So, yeah, I, I think the, the key to this one is going to be can Dart make the throws down the field and find his receivers when he needs to. All right. Is there anything just kind of maybe different that you're watching this weekend that you're going to be paying attention to? Maybe this gives you the indication if it's swinging one way or the other. I'll say this for anybody who hasn't really watched LSU, their special teams have been abysmal this year. And I'm not talking about missed field goals. They've had one or two of those. It hasn't been terrible, but I'm talking muffed kickoffs muffed punts fumbles you know on the on punting returning uh it has been unbelievably bad i mean even to the point where they had another one this past week in in florida the jack besh muffs a punt um it has just been every week there is some atrocity uh turnover committed in the special teams game it's it's unbelievable and luckily you know, it hasn't really cost them outside of, you know, I think what the mixed missed extra point at the end of regulation against Florida State where they lose that game. Um, you know, Auburn, they were able to bounce back. A couple of these games where they where they did it, they were able to bounce back. Tennessee, their other loss, obviously, they fumbled the opening kickoff and Tennessee never looked back. But 
to me, that could be a big key this week, Stephen, is LSU's constant blunders on special teams. If they drop a punt or drop a kickoff and Ole Miss jumps on it, that could be the thing that swings this game, particularly if it's a shootout, you know, kind of like this game, like I said, last time it was playing Baton Rouge, that 53-48 type game. Man, you turn the ball over once, it's it could be a killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possession lost could be the difference of the game. That crazy game that Ole Miss played against Alabama, it was a bad snap and a field goal attempt that actually allowed Bama to get it out to two scores and essentially ended the game. But so in shootout-type games, yeah, that's unbelievably important. As you can see below, LSU is a two-point favorite, according to BetOnline, at the time of this recording. That is over number seven Ole Miss. That shows you the home field advantage that they're giving to Tiger Stadium. The over-under is at 66. It's a 230 game on CBS. Chris, what is your prediction of this game? How do you think it's going to go? Gosh, uh, man, I'm, I'm going to go back and forth throughout the week. Um, I think it's a shootout. I, I think both offenses will have their way. Um, you know, I think you're, you're talking, to, you know, like LSU last week, 145-35 over Florida. Uh, Ole Miss won 48-34 over Auburn. Both teams in the 40s, maybe, you know, like maybe maybe a 47-41 type game. I'll probably lean Ole Miss right now, uh, digging through the numbers, because I think maybe LSU does have a costly uh, turnover that, that cost them a possession and Ole Miss steals one. So I'll go Ole Miss, but, man, I'm going to say, I know the over-under 66, take the over there. I think both teams get into the 40s this week. Um, you know, it, it's funny because when you talk about a team that runs the ball as well as Ole Miss does, typically you think that's eating clock and eating up time of possession. But they score so quick on the breakaway runs like Judkins and, and Evans have, it's it doesn't even eat up that much time. It's You know, they go down and score so quick. So, yeah, that, that's where I think both of these offenses um, – flying on all cylinders right now and i think uh i think it's a game in the 40s but right now i think Ole miss wins a close one should be a really really fun game anyway get more on the sec by making locked on sec your second listen every day host chris gordy he is right there um and his local experts of locked on take you across the sec in 30 minutes make locked on sec your second listen every day locked on sec thank you very much chris i hope um if you are traveling for any game whatsoever. I hope you're careful. If not, I hope you enjoy it, bud. All right. Thanks, Steven. All right.